You're listening to the Rent Roll Radio Show with Sterling Chapman. Hey, Rent Roll Radio listeners, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Sterling Chapman. Today, we are joined by Tim Kelly with Active Duty Passive Income. Uh, Tim, super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you having me, dude. It's an honor, truly. Tim, you have a unique background. Can you please share your story with, uh, with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, I spent 15 and a half years in the Navy and uh, was kind of born and raised right outside of Chicago. Um, that's where all my family still resides and still my favorite city in the world. And and I was 21 when I joined the Navy. Um, ended up just uh, traveling the world and was stationed mostly for a long time in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area. And kind of fast forward to year eight or nine, I was like, man, um, I, I, I need more than this. This is, this is cool. I love serving. This is great. I get to see a lot of great people and see a lot of cool places around the world but i wanted something a little bit more so i just dove into all this different all the different books and things that i was able to learn about personal finance and building wealth and i just kept seeing a pattern of of this real estate investing trend right so i was on a deployment in 2014 read a bunch of books i just saw that i got the real estate bug on that on that deployment so i got off that deployment and just did a bunch of research. I, I spent money on education, mentorship, and coaching. Um, and I just learned everything I possibly could about real estate, how to create wealth, how to all, you know, went horizontal all the, across all the different asset classes. Um, and so I tried to like dabble a little bit in wholesaling and single family, but that didn't really make sense to me until I really learned a lot about commercial and, and multifamily investing. So I kind of just gravitated towards that and kind of went vertical and learned and try to just master that. And the more you kind of hone in and focus on one certain specific asset class, the quicker you'll be able to kind of speak the language and talk to investors and talk to potential partners, talk to brokers with, with confidence because you decided to master that. So without any experience or anything uh, or any knowledge or and not even a whole lot of money, I just learned a lot about the commercial and multifamily. And then I quickly just just focused on on that asset class. And the minute I focused on the asset class, I just I networked with other people and found other people that were doing the same thing and that were good at that asset class that were already doing it. And I, you know, kind of just started making action steps. And I, I went after commercial multifamily kind of right out, right out of the gate. Um, and uh, kind of just started doing apartment communities and mobile home communities. And now we're looking at storage facilities. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot in there. And after the first apartment complex deal, I, I kind of was on this, the, the bigger pockets podcast. If you haven't heard of that, it's a great, great real estate network. And uh, most people that are in, in, in uh, real estate, have at least heard of it or have not listened to it. And so I was sharing my story and the co-founder of active duty, passive, incredible, community. Um, he, he called me, he reached out to me. I provided my phone number and, uh, and we, we connected immediately. And now, you know, I'm a co-owner and the VP of education for this really incredible community called active duty, passive income, where we're helping educate other past and present military members on how to just generate passive income and, and building and build wealth through real estate investing and just earning and owning more of America, you know, that they fight the land that they fight so hard for. So uh, that's a little bit about, you know, my story in, in, in business and real estate, man. Awesome. I love it. I love a lot of things about that story. So was it Eric that reached out to you? That's right, yeah, man. Eric, we, talk, sure. we talked the other day. We've had Eric on the show. I, I, I love Eric. He's a stand-up dude. And, and I love y'all's program altogether. 
uh, I never served in the military or anything, but every time I meet uh, a veteran who's interested, I direct them straight to y'all. I think it's awesome what you do. I love how um, there's, and as you know, and have you seen in the being around the industry, there's, you know, educational platforms are a dime a dozen. There's a million of them, but what y'all do and specifically tailor it towards uh, veterans and, and have your, you know, special VA loan, special tools to, to help transition from what, what is seemingly not, and correct me if I'm wrong, not a very high paying job. Um, but there is, there is so many veterans inside and outside of your program. They're just flourishing this industry. You know, I just, I, I mean, I don't go anywhere without meeting somebody that, that, that is a veteran that that's flourishing in this industry. And I just think it's so cool that they can um, transition into something, you know, so beneficial. So um, really love what y'all are doing. Um, really love the whole group. And, um, and thank you for your service and, and, you know, everything that you're doing after that. Dude. Yeah. And no, I appreciate you sending people over to us and, uh, you know, I appreciate um, the praise, man. We love working with military vets. And like you said, there's, we're programmed in a certain way being in the military, um, you know, as, as, as leaders that, you know, work ethic and teamwork and, you know, grit and resilience, all these things translate very well into real estate. Right. So it's well, like, anything you know, into anything. So in my corporate job yeah. for a year, I've been saying for a decade, cause I've, I've been a, a sales manager for a long time. So I've hired a lot of people and I've said for a decade, my favorite two people to hire are athletes and, and military folks. Cause they're just their work ethic, their attention to detail, their ability to follow, follow, you know, through on processes. It's just, it's, it's unmatched. So, I mean, it translates well to real estate, but I've seen it translate well in across multiple industries. No. Yeah. That's a great point. Absolutely. So tell me about the, the different asset classes. So it sounds like, and I've, I've been keeping up with you guys online and when I bump into one of y'all at a conference or something, so you started in multifamily and, but then the next thing I knew you were doing trailer parks. And then the last time I saw Eric, y'all were working on a self-storage facility. So direct me through why y'all are going from, you know, migrating from one asset class to another and, and kind of what that has looked like. Talk, talk me through yeah. the evolution. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, back in 2011, I used my VA loan uh, to just purchase a single family home where I was stationed uh, in the Virginia Beach, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia area. Um, I was stationed there for a while. So I just used my VA loan to buy a single family home. And I actually had two large bedrooms and I was house hacking uh, one of them before I even kind of knew what house hacking was. And before I even knew about real estate investing that anybody could really get into it and that you could actually leverage your VA loan to start. Right. And so, especially when I went on the deployments and stuff um, we would rent out the bedroom and, and that would cover most of the mortgage. So I started in that and then kind of when I got the real estate bug, I, I wasn't immediately attracted to commercial multifamily. So I try to do, um, try to, you know, dig, dive into wholesaling and it just, and single family, it just, I, I just wasn't really attracted to that. It just seems like a lot of work to close a lot of different deals. Um, is, and, and I know it's actually, <laughs> dude, it's worked for you. You're killing it. Um, doing the same thing. And now you're, it, you know, it, you damn, near, it, it damn near killed me last night. It, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of stress yeah. and there's a lot of yeah. moving parts. 
I get it, dude. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I love the idea of multifamily getting as many doors as you possibly can under one roof. So, um, you know, did the single family home was, was house hacking that I ended up selling that property. Um, you know, when, when we came here, which I'm, I'm in Pensacola, Florida now, that's where my last duty station was at Naval Air Station, Pensacola. And the minute I got here, I actually just closed on a four unit property because I really wanted to take advantage of that house hacking um, you know, strategy, just you know, getting as many doors as you possibly can under one roof. Also from a residential standpoint, it's four doors, you know? And uh, to this day, it's just a very, very high, highly cash flowing asset in a great neighborhood. And then after that, six months later is when I did the first apartment complex. Um, and that's when, you know, cap rates were still, we were able to still find like, you know, eight, maybe nine cap. And, and, uh, that's deals were still out there. Yeah. But back, back up a little bit. Uh, I feel like you, I feel like you skipped a, some, some substantial meat there. One day you're buying a fourplex with the VA loan and the next day you buy an apartment complex. What, what is that transition? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so before, Right. Before I moved to Pensacola, when I was still in Virginia Beach, um, that's when I kind of had focus and made the decision, multi commercial and multifamily, you know. And so when I got my orders, I was about six to seven months out from transferring to Pensacola. I started reaching out to people and finding the people in Pensacola who are already doing commercial multifamily, um, you know, people that were on bigger pockets and, and people that were part of the RIA and the real estate investing association here in Pensacola. So I started connecting with people, phone calls, setting up meetings. And I knew I, you know, we had to live somewhere. So I was kind of making some, I was, we were traveling back and forth a little bit to find a primary residence. And that's where we ended up just closing on that fourplex, knowing that like apartments and commercial was the goal that four unit property was just because, Hey, we're trying to get as many doors as we possibly can under one roof for, with a residential loan. And we actually didn't use our VA loan for that. Uh, we use a 203k FHA loan where we forced a lot of rehab, um, into the loan. And that was an incredible, uh, you know, incredible, um, strategy to use. If you haven't heard of that, um, you could wrap the cost of rehab into your loan. And what, it was a, can, it was a 150 K that we got four units that were occupied in a great neighborhood. And we actually wrapped, put a hundred thousand dollars of rehab into that. So it was a $250,000 project. The total loan was 250 and we only had to put down 3.5% of that right with the intentions of moving into one unit and rent out the other three so i kind of we just closed that we got that rented out and we were managing that and then you know shortly after that because i was so focused on commercial multifamily we found a, we found a property manager i'm like i don't want to manage anymore and so at that point i was already focused on commercial so while i was doing that four unit we were we were connecting with brokers and finding investors and promoting within that area. We were the commercial multifamily guys. So I found, I already had my partners because I did all the work when I, after I got my orders kind of made those connections. So that's why after we bought the fourplex, you know, less than six months later, we were able to do uh, the apartment complex because I already had that desire, already had the education, already had the network um, for the commercial and multifamily uh, deal. So that's how I went from just closing that, you know, the four unit property uh, right when we got here to about six months later, taking down that apartment complex. Then after that, six months later was, was another mobile home park and, and then uh, sky was the limit from there. How was, how big was that first, uh, the first apartment complex. 
Uh, 42 units in uh, awesome. Citronelle, Alabama, which is just north of of Mobile, Alabama. Here in Pensacola, it's yeah. about an hour hour from us, and then and then it was a little north of that. And you syndicated that? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It was a 506B, and pretty much 90% of the funds that we used uh, and that we raised was from the local real estate investment association. And because awesome. we constantly went there, that's where I got my par- found my partners, and we just told everybody every single month, and we connected people in that in that um, in that group that this is what we were doing, this is what we were offering, this is a great deal, a lot of upside, and so so yeah, that that first deal was a syndication 506B. How much did you raise on that? Um, we only needed to raise like about 400 K. I mean, dude, we got 40 back in 2017, we got 42 units for 700,000 and we wrapped 300 uh, K uh, about 350 K of, uh, of rehab costs into the loan. And, and so we had to, we raised about 400 K of it in order to secure that loan. And that's, that's all we needed to, to get that to get that first deal done. I mean, the law of the first deal is, is incredibly powerful. If you haven't, you know, talked about that, man, that's, that's something that it was super motivating for me when I, when I learned about that. Yeah, no, for sure. So, so then you transitioned to a mobile home park. Now, did you move to mobile home parks intentionally? Did you decide you wanted to switch asset classes or did you just found a good deal and that's why you hopped on it? Yeah, that's a great. That's a great question. And I mean, obviously, going back, this is this is what you initially asked. And back back in that time around 2018, still looking for apartments. Um, and that's when we started seeing the cap rates were slowly kind of compressing uh, on, in apartments, but there were still a lot of opportunities in the mobile home communities, um, and there were still nine, ten caps in in decent markets. Um, you know, now, now there's, I mean, if you look at a 10 cap, you're like, all right, what's, what's going on with that? Why, what's the catch, you know, or it's in a war zone or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's when, that's the main trigger that we, why we kind of shifted to the mobile home park, um, concept was because of the cap rates. And there was, we, we found that there were actually more deals in the markets that we were looking at in, in mobile home parks than there were, uh, apartments. So that's why we kind of made the shift and, um, we focused on those for a little while, but at the same time, we were still looking for apartments. And ever since then, I, you know, I've done both, uh, apartments and mobile home parks. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of open the gate up a little bit and there was less, a lot less competition at that time in mobile home communities. And it just made sense. Awesome. And then you've since switched to, um, to self-storage. Yeah. I haven't personally been part of a self-storage deal. We actually, we actually just looking at one yesterday. Um, there's, you know, tons of opportunities out there for that, but this is another asset class that uh, a lot of people are going after. And it's just um, another way to diversify another way. The trends over the last couple of years in storage have been really, really strong. And the outlook is really, really strong. Um, So it's just a very attractive, attractive um, asset class for me personally. And yeah, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at them. I get shiny red ball syndrome and I, so I try and keep myself in check because I'll go in 20 different directions and never really get anywhere. But, um, I do have a special place and, and I spend most of my energy on large multifamily and single family, but I do have a special place in my heart for, for self-storage and would like to evaluate it down the road as like a diversity play based on solely on, um, 
the political environment around around evicting tenants from where they live versus nobody really gets emotional about people's stuff, right? Like you never know what's going to evolve around us and like, oh, hey, you know, we might turn into, I'm in South Louisiana, you're in Florida. We might turn into California, New York, where it takes nine months to evict a tenant because nobody wants to kick a person out of their house, regardless whether they're paying or not. But I don't think we're ever going to get there with like people's extra junk. But you know what I mean? I don't I don't think that the the the, the laws are really going to come up and go, no, you can't throw their crap that's sitting in their extra crap that's sitting in a storage facility out, you know, because they didn't pay. So that 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 to me is one of the the strong things leading into that asset class. Yeah, man, people uh, inherently have, you know, co- like collecting and just hoarding hoarding stuff and there's a there's a lot of trends um you know suggesting that people are downsizing in their size of their home but they're not getting rid of their stuff at you know at the at the same rate so they're moving out of the big homes into smaller homes or apartments but they still have all their stuff so you know they they need a place to store it and uh you know it's just there there there's a really strong outlook for for self storage man and there's not enough um, based on the data, there's just not enough storage and and uh, out there, and that's why in in cities there's there's a lot of uh, permits that are pulled that are new developments um, for self storage, and um, there's also a lot of trends indicating more people are actually using storage because, like I said, um, they're they're downsizing and they just you know they just need a place for all their stuff because they don't want to get rid of all their stuff. Man, people are emotional like that, you know. Yeah, for sure. So we met in uh, in GoBundance, right? Yep. So how long have you been a, a part of that? Yeah, um, man. Uh, August of twenty twenty was the Breckenridge uh, event. I, I, I went as a guest, um, one of my good, my good friends and, and partners, Adam, Adam Labar, also another co-owner of, of active duty, passive income. He had just become a member and he's like, Hey, I'm going to this event. And I knew I was going to join. I just didn't, you know, uh, I, I just didn't make time. And, and he offered me, he's like, Hey, you want to come? And I, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm coming and I'm joining. Um, I already knew. So yeah, August of 2020, the Breckenridge, uh, summer Breckenridge uh, event is when I officially joined, man. And and been part of the, part of the tribe ever since it's been amazing. Awesome. Love to hear that. I, I just joined, so I hadn't gone to any of these cool events yet, but I, uh, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. So, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> what, uh, what is next for you? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of what the focus is, is with active duty, passive income, and there's so much happening in the community. I mean, education is at our core and, and we're educating um, past and present vets and uh, single family. There's an academy and a mastermind and, and commercial multifamily. There's an academy and mastermind. But, you know, we we have a growing uh, mortgage branch inside of our community and we have a growing insurance company inside of our community and a growing uh real estate brokerage because we need to connect all of our members with with professionals with financial services um, because there's too many there's too many out there you know 
people who call themselves VA loan experts um, sure. or, you know, agents that say, Hey, I'm a VA loan expert that, and, but they don't know anything about investing. They don't do any, any investing themselves. <laughs> so we, we have our own mortgage branch and our own insurance company, our own real estate brokerage where they actually understand the concept of being a veteran or being in the military and also having a desire to invest and create wealth. And, you know, the veterans United or the Navy federal, the USA, they don't educate you. They don't know anything about that or investing. They're just a big, big time bank and they don't provide the service and, and all that. Um, so, you know, the goal this year is to get a hundred thousand people in our Facebook group. And, uh, we were on track to, to hit that and it's just growing. It's an incredibly resourceful and active group. So there's a lot happening, like within the community, we have our first, um, ADPI conference this year in new Orleans, actually, uh, in are, October, we're getting our civilians, together. So are, we're excited are, for that. Are civilians allowed to attend? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, we we never like turn down people who are supporting the community and that. But yeah, it's just we a, a lot of what we do and what we talk about and 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 the terminology that we use is tailored to veterans and military. Um, but sure. there's, there's a good amount of people who um, just support what we do or support the military. Just want to learn from us that are that are part of our programs for sure. Awesome. Awesome. What about you personally on the investing side? What's next for you? Yeah. So I have a, um, a handful of like, I have that fourplex uh, here locally and I have also a, a, a triplex here locally and I'm in the process of slowly converting those into short-term rentals um, one at a time. And uh, you know, the short-term rental market is just incredibly hot. And luckily I'm, you know, I'm still doing deal. We're, we're closing on 92 units um, next Friday, actually with another GoBro partner with, uh, with another GoBro in San Antonio. So, you know, got to continue doing the commercial and multifamily deals, but is that, is that what you're working on that with Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Salerno, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, so there's a huge, there's a huge market here in, in the panhandle in the, on the Emerald coast for vacation rentals. And I'd be silly not to take advantage of it, man. And, and yeah. rents are skyrocketing, property values are skyrocketing. Um, and so many people are learning about how great this area is. And, and the, the, the fourplex and the triplex that I have here are, are in like, just probably what I believe would be the best neighborhood in, in town. So, um, I'm, I'm doing that and I'm going to start self-managing and see, turn that into some systems and and kind of um see how that goes and so that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm focused on in terms of real estate right now i'm tapping into short-term rental market as well as just continuing to to help close large large deals awesome yeah i think i think that was one of the first things i told you when we we started messaging was oh you're in pensacola look send me some short-term rentals i think yeah i think everybody's trying to hop on that cash flow train yeah, man. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, you know, one of the best um, ways to in, increase revenue, you know, um, obviously I'm learning, there's a lot of upfront things that need to get set up and furnishings and all these sure. other things. And, um, but at the same time, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to in, in, in improve revenue without having to, you know, get another property or something. So you might as well look and what assets you're currently having, maximizing the efficiency of what you currently hold and looking at the numbers roughly, even if like, 
you know, the average occupancy in this area is like 92 to 96% for short-term rentals. And even if this place is rented out at the average daily rate for like a week and a half or like two weeks, man, it just crushes um, the rent that, that is coming in and rents are skyrocketing too. And so I, you know, that was a hard decision for me because um, of all, all the units, the, the long-term rents are, are going up and it's managed by a third party and I don't really have to do anything, but I'm looking at and, and kind of the trade-off of what I would have to trade and versus how much I could generate from each one of these units, man. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a significant increase in cash flow um, that could result in just putting it, making a, at least a couple of them short-term rentals. So I'm kind of going through that and we're, we're in the, in the season right now. I hope to have it up and running within the next couple of weeks. And like, you know, between May to September, I mean, the, the numbers are staggering in terms of the occupancy and the average daily rate um, in this area. So I'm just, you know, um, testing the waters with it. I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, real quick, I want to hop over to our radio round. We just asked three questions to help our listeners get to know yeah, you a bit better. Yeah, yeah. The first one is what's your favorite book? Oh man, there's, there's, there's so many, so many good ones. Um, and this, this is tough. This is, this is really tough. So many have been transformational for me. Um, and I'm a big mindset guy. I'm a big, you know, abundance um, t- sort of, you know, mindfulness type of person because your mindset is everything, you know, your, sure, your sure. self-talk and your attitude will translate to your results and, and how you carry yourself. And so probably one of the biggest, um, the most influential books um, for me in terms of all that was probably Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Yeah. Um, you know, if you haven't heard that book uh, sure. or listened to it, Right. It's I highly recommend the audible because David Goggins is just a complete freaking savage. He's a warrior. <laughs> He's he was a Navy SEAL and, you know, uh, had, a, had a lot of trials and tribulations growing up, a lot of struggles and uh, dude's incredible. And if you haven't heard of him, you need to just check him out, listen to him. Um, but his 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 book can't hurt me is incredibly influential. Um, but any podcast that he's on, any, any YouTube video you could search, man, check out David Goggins is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you are are ever catching yourself making up excuses, man, listen to him. It's like, all right, what the the heck am I doing? You know? So you'll just reconsider what all the excuses that you're making and, and start looking at the results and how to, um, just continue growing and push through. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. What's your favorite quote? Um, man, one of my favorite quotes is actually from another, uh, prior Navy SEAL, uh, Jocko Willink. He said okay. discipline equals freedom. And, um, sure. I absolutely love that. It's just short to the point. And, uh, if you're able to say, stay disciplined and, and dial into your, your habits and, and commitments to yourself and say discipline, um, to what you know, you need to do. Um, and most of us know exactly what we need to do. We just got to go do it. Right. Sure. Um, so discipline equals freedom. It's probably more no, of my favorite great. quote. Great. Great. And what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? man i'm uh very passionate about music and drumming and uh i mean i'm actually playing in a local band and i've been playing drums most of my life and actually got practice later later tonight man i'm gonna go hang out with my with some of my best friends that i play in a band with and um that's also a way i give back man we we actually donate all of our tips 
um, to, to different nonprofits. And it's a way for me to just, um, enjoy what I do. Obviously I love traveling and scuba diving and doing adventure type stuff. Um, but man, music and drums is definitely my passion. That's awesome. That's awesome. How can our listeners, uh, find out more about you, get in touch with you, join your, your community, um, invest with you. What's, What's the best yeah, way absolutely. to So obviously if you're a vet um, or you're active duty, you got to check out active duty, passive income, very active in there. Uh, spend a lot of time in there on Facebook. Um, but, you know, on Instagram, the Timothy Kelly, um, LinkedIn, the Timothy Kelly website, the Timothy Kelly.com. Um, and you know, if, if this is resonating with you and, and you're getting any kind of value out of this and you want to, you want to link up man, just shoot me a text and we'll just hop on a call and you could reach me at area code eight, four, seven, nine, one, zero, nine, one, six, one, man, shoot me a text and we'll, we'll hop on the phone. Awesome. Tim, thanks for joining us today. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, look forward to meeting you in person at the next abundance event or, or, or commercial real estate conference. But, uh, in the meantime, I'll definitely be online keeping up with you on your journey. Yes, sir. Sterling. Likewise, man. Look forward to it. Thanks for having me on brother. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the rent roll radio show brought to you by Crestworth capital. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating and review. You can also visit us at CrestworthCapital.com or RentRollRadio.com or follow us on Facebook at RentRollRadio or at CrestworthCapital. If you would like to reach us, feel free to shoot us an email at info at RentRollRadio.com or sterling at CrestworthCapital.com. We hope you come back next week to join us on some more of our journey. Until then, happy investing.